0: Today on Gamerhead Radio, find out where Wyatt Derp and the Winged Knights of Penetration are. Here's a hint not in my crapper. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Hello, and welcome to Gamerhead Radio, episode 186. I am Jonathan Santiago, a.k.a. Fallon Flynn. we for villains! Come on!
1: I am trapped in a boat. Actually, a tube goat.
0: I like, I like trapped in a boat goat better. It's just because it rhymes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I am Charlie technogorn Technotronic- like:
0: Candy Mountain, Charlie! Yay! Gentlemen, uh, yet another edition of this show we put together weekly, which means you guys had a week full of presumably living so tell me, uh, tell me about your weeks, Charlie. What, uh, what, what do you this week, Charlie?
2: Um, so in a, in a slight diversion um, uh, of not talking about Tony conventions for once, um, the, uh, the most exciting thing I did this last week was uh, for, uh, for my aunt's uh, birthday. She lives down in Laken, Illinois, which I don't have a good way of explaining that, where that is except for that it's about, I want to say, 30, 40 minutes um, northeast of Peoria um so we went down to visit her and then uh picked up her and her family and uh, went down the rest of the way to peoria for peoria oktoberfest which was a ton of fun um uh posted some ridiculous pictures and videos um up on uh up on my my various social media pages so we had a really good time lots of lots of beer lo- lots of good times lots of food um i uh pretty much we all had to be rolled out in the wheelbarrow but it was a good time
0: <laughs> well that sounds to me like a successful like end of summer beginning of fall kind of an event if if you had to be jolly rolled out um very much so, stuff yeah. like that you're not <laughs> kidding though Char- charlie did um during the course of the weekend keep me duly entertained with some of the um imagery that uh that he posted uh, this weekend, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys an example of one such image. Oh God. Absolutely, positively. <laughs>
2: I started. know which one like it is. Like
0: you, you think you know, <laughs> but do you know? You know, Charlie knows. I'm pretty you know. yeah. All right, let me go ahead and open this up just so that you guys can see how wonderful uh, this was. What <laughs> the fuck? There you go.
2: Uh, there, there
0: we go. You know what my favorite part is? Your beard completely covers the neck whole area, <laughs> so it really looks like your head is on there until you look above that. Uh, my favorite part is the caption that you chose uh, to put on there, Charlie, which... Uh, what was I believe it was who,
2: um I, I asked, so so for the audio listeners, it's one of those <laughs> those 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 stand-ups with the whole uh, head out where you stick your head in, you're above like a character of a body. and of course, I'm at uh, oktoberfest and um, so it was uh it was a your your typical German beer maiden holding several large of those like you know, I think they're leader steins of beer, and um uh, like you know, like three of them in each hand. and um Michelle's I forget what Michelle's caption was that inspired me, but when I reshared it, I asked naturally, um, "Who would like to drink from my giant jugs?" Um, and uh, the fact the fact that the character whose head I was on had um was had rather ample um had re- rather ample um, a jugs, ample, uh, jugs. Uh, jugs, jugs, Yes, um, yes. it uh, it uh, yeah, it was a double <laughs> entendre, So yes, yes,
0: yes, yes. Um, well, it sounds like you had a goddamn jolly week, man. That's good stuff. Um, goat. Goat, is a, actually, he's joining us uh, this evening for, for the full episode. Things worked out in his favor so that he could participate in the entire show proper. So, uh, Goat, tell us about uh, road life, man. Give us an update on what's going on.
1: Uh, it's the same stuff. We've been trekking around the northwest <laughs> in a tube. Uh, so far, no catastrophes. Such blah lot. Blah, blah. It's been a good run. Um, got day off in Boise today, so figured I'd probably do these jobs instead of, you know, Right, um with a head cut off, putting on rock shows.
0: Ah, yes, yes, so. yes. You know you love it, man. Come on. Oh yeah. Um. I uh. uh it's, I mean, like any anything particularly exciting. I, anybody who follows a Goat on social media uh, will know that he posts some pretty damn hilarious stuff when he's out on the road. Uh, just uh, observations seen through the eyes of Goat, and some of it's pretty fucking funny. Um, any, yeah. Anything exciting? Any awesome shit you've seen out there on the road?
1: Oh, the only thing that's the the, the, the the point of interest is that we went to the vancouver side of vancouver that charlie did not because that was scary as all get out
2: <laughs> yeah a little what, stabby serious?
1: you found a scary part of vancouver yeah i was in chinatown <laughs> oh. and um you've seen like um uh little shop of horrors uh yeah yeah um this could have been the set
2: Oh, it, it actually might have been. Lots of Weird. stuff filmed up there. But, um, um, wow. No, I I was not aware that that, um, that Vancouver had a scary sight. So that's
1: interesting. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we were sitting there at one point, and there was a guy with a needle sticking out of his arm with a hammer chipping away at the concrete.
2: I did what now? What?
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Like, 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 we were in the part that you and Michelle would would have just gunned it and not stopped any red lights. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yes, yes, yes. So, it was fun. Um. Yeah, other than that, I mean, it's just been, you know, Spokane and stuff like that. Pretty normal places I've been a thousand times. So.
2: Now your um, your uh, your current surroundings are also a bit for 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 those those of us oh, that yeah. haven't spent
1: time on a tour bus are somewhat unique. Let me uh, let me turn this on. And show you what I can here. This is why my video is not on. Ah. Uh. Is this. Little itty bitty
2: area. You got that it's flashlight fun, handy because that that, that that sort of helped I fill in the, the gaps For so for the audio listeners, Goat is currently lying in his bunk on his tour bus, um, <laughs> and uh, right now you are able to see um, the uh, the There's bunk. I how
0: claustrophobic. Yeah. Tour bus. There's one side. Are.
2: There's the so, other side. So the There's roof is a roof. Yeah, the, the roof of his bunk is about five inches above his head. He is lying flat, you know, it, with the slight incline of a pillow under his head. Um, it is just long enough to fit him in a bag by his feet looks like. And um, yeah, without the assistance of a flashlight, basically all you can see is the light above his head and then the glare off of his forehead of that light. So,
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, from personal experience, um, I can tell you that sleeping on a tour bus bunk is like sleeping in a coffin that has a curtain on the side. And you just you just roll out of the, the coffin onto the mm-hmm. <laughs> onto the floor. Yep. It's very uncomfortable.
1: Well, and I, do, I use a I do, bunk, so it's literally that.
0: <laughs> I won't say who, but I do know somebody from a particular band um, that I toured with that that managed to successfully have sex in their tour bunk, which is no. Nah, I, fu- I swear to God,
2: he's got to be like common. he's got to be five foot nothing, right? No, no, no. You can get it done.
1: <laughs> oh, the plot thickens. You can get it done. There's there's ways to handle that. You
2: can tell
0: me about it after the show, God. I'm, I'm, I'm interested yeah. to hear about your adventures. Oh. Yeah. Um <laughs> no, as for adventures me. Adventures in uh Tour Town. <laughs> in Tour Town, that's correct. Um, as for me, my uh my week was uh my week was spent basically just preparing for um the show that took place last night at the bottom lounge. Um this whole thing was super impromptu. We had like we booked it a week and a half ago and had about a week to promote it. Um, we were asked to fill in very last minute, um, you know, by by Kevin, um, the singer for All Famous, who does the booking for there. He asked us to fill in very last minute to kind of cover for, you know, Riot Fest has been in town all weekend. And, you know, there are still other bands that aren't playing at Riot Fest that book. And, you know, I think he wanted us to kind of plug the gap and bring some people out. A very odd show for us. We went on second out of four, which is we're not used to anymore, because we're spoiled. Um, but it was actually kind of nice. It was nice to fucking play kind of early, and we were done by shit. I think ten thirty or something like that. It was super nice. Um, but that that was my entire week. Nothing else took place um, that that uh, that was of significance. It was just it was just preparation for the show. Show went really well. Everything was cool. Um, saw some familiar faces last night. Saw some some new faces, and also saw some people that drove in from out of town. And give a special shout out to our our friends uh, Heather and Cassie that drove three hours to come see that show last night. Uh, thanks so much for coming out, you guys. Appreciate it. Um, but yeah, that that uh, that pretty much made up my week. At least anything fucking interesting that anybody would want to hear. Oh, the only other thing I did with my week. Is I'm trying to catch up on all the CW shows so I can watch uh, watch them, the CW comic book shows, DC shows, so that when they start up again, I can start watching them again. Um, I, after a very long time trying to finish season four of Arrow, I finally got through it, and I can sincerely say the best thing about season four of Arrow is that I don't ever have to watch it again. <laughs> what a flaming turd. So disappointing because I like that show, but season four was fucking trash. Yeah,
2: Anyways, it was. It was super weird. I'm yeah, very,
0: I'm very bitter about it. I got, I got bad feelings about it. It made me feel nasty. Um, it's just so cheap and junky. Anyways, um, that that was my week. Charlie, let us tell the masses what's coming out this week for video games. Let's let's tell them what they can maybe spend their hard earned money on, but probably won't, because it's probably. <sighs>
2: All right. well on on Tuesday September 20th we've got Air Conflicts Double Pack coming out on PS4 The Bunker coming out on PS4 Dear Esther Landmark Edition coming out on the Xbox One and PS4 Uh, Destiny Rise of Iron uh, on the Xbox One and PS4 Cossacks 3 coming out on the PC Jazz Punk coming out on PS4 Last Fight coming out on PS4 Skylight Free Range 2 gachduin or something coming out on the vita that's g-a-c-h-d-u-i-n-e gachduin is the best i can get out of that um shin Sounded megami like tensei Four. On. Oh, my maybe i'm not sure <laughs> uh, shin megami tensei four apocalypse coming out of the 3ds killer instinct definitive edition coming out on xbox one john i presume that's a disc version of everything released for the game so far
0: yeah it's the super ultimate like hey we finished it after several seasons collection though i'm not convinced that there's not going to be more i think they're going to add more to it we'll and their see.
2: model's been pretty successful unless they're just going to move on to killer racing 2 i know?
0: really hope that they finish it i'll talk about why later but
2: okay um slain back from hell on the ps4 nba 2k17 coming out on xbox one ps4 360 ps3 and PC. h1z1 king of the hill coming out on pc Tokyo Twilight, Ghost Hunters, Daybreak Special Gigs, coming out on PS4, PS3, and Vita. Wheels of Aurelia, coming out on PC. Zenith, coming out on PS4. And by far, as far as I'm concerned, the most exciting thing on this list, Batman The Telltale Series Episode 2, coming out on PC, PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. Although I actually expect the Xbox releases to be on Wednesday, not Tuesday, because that's their pattern. But hey, Tuesday's even better. Hey, uh, Wednesday, September 21st, Agenda coming out on PC, and Machinarium is getting released on the PS4, and uh, Firewatch is coming out on the Xbox One. Nice, sweet. That was another game I was uh, worried was going to be a console exclusive. Well, it doesn't, I mean, not worried. I mean, I, I would just rather play it on Xbox One because that's where I spend my time mostly. But uh, but uh, yeah, so Firewatch, Xbox One's on Wednesday, September 21st. That's exciting for me. Um, Thursday, September 22nd, uh, Tohu Scarlet Curiosity is coming out on the PS4 virginia coming out on the ps4 xbox one and pc and friday september 23rd warhammer 40k eternal crusade is coming out on the pc looking into the future um, i'm going to skip the systems just because it's kind of a longer list again so on tuesday september 27th darkest dungeon fifa 17 forza horizon 3 cluster truck i love that name Holies. um Ashanti and the pirate's curse Ashante, half genie hero Sonic Boom, Fire and Ice, Valhalla Hills, XCOM 2, and Hitman Episode 5, all coming out on various platforms on Tuesday, September 27th. On Thursday, September 29th, Nebula Online, Unloved, Quantum Break, and Burly Men at Sea coming out for various platforms. <laughs> Burly Men <Man> at Sea. <laughs> Bur- Burly Men at Sea. believe um, they call that the United States Navy. <laughs> Um, uh, maybe uh, Thursday, September 29th, and then Friday, September thirtieth. Yokai Watch two, bony spirits, fleshy souls. <laughs> coming out, I don't know why that makes me laugh, but it does. Coming out on three DS and Azure Striker Gunbolts two also on the three DS. Um, just in case anybody's super confused, Quantum Break is coming out for PC on. Uh, obviously, that's out on Xbox One already, so that, that's a PC release. But yeah, so um, yeah, so I'm I'm particularly looking forward to being able to play Firewatch. On my Xbox One, just because that's my preference. And also, of course, Batman Telltale. Uh, how about you guys?
0: Um, Batman Telltale, for sure. Um, that and Firewatch. Actually, I've I heard nothing but good things about it. Um, so I'm interested in that one. Um, that's that's really kind of it for me. I mean, there's a few other things I have an interest in in there, but nothing that I, I know realistically nothing I'll be able to get around to anytime soon.
2: Goat, do you guys have a? do you have access to um to be able to play uh the Batman game when it comes out?
1: Um maybe. I mean I could probably go buy it on disc and bring my Xbox One with me.
2: Right? <laughs> so you brought your Xbox One with you, you said? Yeah. Oh nice. Okay. Um
1: the art- figure out how to get up to the bus.
2: So 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 I remember, remember when we talked about it before um, when it came out. Um, I, I confirmed that it's um, that the disc release of Batman Telltale comes with only episode one on the disc because that, of course that's all that's out. And then mm-hmm. the rest, and then a download code for the season
1: pass for the rest of the game. So oh. just super, super weird, odd.
2: yeah, very weird. I don't know why
0: you
1: would do that, but okay, I, whatever. I'll just wait till I get back. Yeah. Because
0: because Telltale fans understand that and expect that, but if you buy that game expecting to get the whole game and you've never played a Telltale game, it's probably just going to piss you off. Is what it's going to do.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know. Go maybe if you're lucky, you'll park somewhere in range of a Wi-Fi, and yeah, you can hop on Xbox Live and <laughs> download it real quick.
1: Yeah, but most Wi-Fi's like that aren't going to be able to withstand that.
2: It depends. I mean, like a Starbucks, probably not. It'd actually have to be like more like a mom and pop shop where not a lot of people are using it, and they just, you know, whatever. But or Yeah, or, we'll or, see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. But aside from that, go, looking forward to anything else on this list either now or when you come back.
1: Um, not really. I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of one of those weird, weird bone moods. Weird moods in my life where nothing's really keeping me occupied. Or like I mean, other Force of Horizon Three, but that's a gimme.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Um cool. So those are the releases.
0: Excellent. So um let's go ahead and move on and talk a little bit about uh what we played this week. Um Charlie, where did you manage to squeeze in any time to, to play?
2: Uh I did. I actually um GOAT when he mentioned it um a couple weeks ago reminded me that um the, I believe it was a PlayStation Plus free game that I have a copy of Beyond Two Souls and um so I hopped into that. Um I have absolutely no idea how to describe where I am like where I am in the game because if you if you haven't played the game, it is as not like you're 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 playing through the main character's I guess like life, but in completely non completely yeah. out of order. Like the um like the prologue for the game so far as the farthest point in the future that um that's like every time a new level comes up it adds a little like a little marker on like this timeline. And so like the, the 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 younger she is in the sequence, the farther to the left it is and the older she is in the sequence of course farther to the right it is the prologue in the game is as far right as I've gotten. And I've played about maybe like fifth like a dozen levels all before there, all the way from when she was a little tiny girl um, to, you know, just uh, to her up her adolescence and things like that. And so I, I, I have no idea what percentage I am through the game. I, I, I have no clue, but um, if you've played the game, I'll say very generically that she just helped close a portal. I'll just leave it at that. And if you, are you enjoying game, it? Um, it, I, I, so I, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying the story. I'm enjoying the, um, non-traditional storytelling, um it's it's definitely keeping me interested the gameplay is very it's very unconventional um in terms of the um like there there's like when you're going through like the action sequences the way that the game prompts you how like what it's basically a series of quick time events is really what it comes down to whether it's uh you know flipping the you know a directional stick in various directions to get you to dodge out of the way of things or attack in different directions or with um press Excuse me. Pressing or holding buttons um, in uh, like a combination or a sequence to um, you know to to get through something like that. The, the 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 thing that I'm tripping over a little bit is that the way that the game kind of describes to you um, what what it is that you need to do is super subtle and. Uh, i'm I'm having a hard time just remembering like, oh, when the screen turns this color and her arms are facing facing this direction, I need to move in that direction but it, 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 I don't know it's just it, it's it's a very minor thing, it's a very minor gripe overall, I'm enjoying the game so far um but um you know i'll save I'll save further comment until i've until I've finished it just because i feel I feel like it's one of those games where I could get to the end and be completely let down if 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 the story isn't resolved. Well, you know what I mean. Like it's 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 super story focused. Like it's definitely my kind of game in 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 that term. Like it's it's basically nothing. It's basically seventy five percent story, twenty five percent action, which is kind of the ratio, give or take, that I prefer in my games. um But uh so if the story doesn't pay off, if it, if if it doesn't have a good ending, I could I can see myself I see the I see the potential of being let down with how much the story is bringing me up. If you gotta understand what I mean, by sure. that. sure. You,
0: you say you mentioned that it's unconventional is it unconventional for a game just for any video game or is it unconventional for a Quantic Dream game because I've heard a few people say that they like this game but that other Quantic Dream games play better than this they're a little more fun to play
2: yeah I will I mean I'm not gonna say that it's more or less fun it's just it's my my fun my, 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 my fun meter is being hampered just a little bit by a very minor frustration of just having to like remember these these very odd control mechanisms. Um, but I mean, I, I, I blame that on me because that's me not playing the game right. The game is the, the game has been perfectly clear in telling me how to play it. It's just it's so it's it's just it's so uncommon. I'm 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 having a hard time adjusting to it. But I, I blame that on me, not the game. So um you know it's uh so, so to answer your question um i mean I, you know I'll, uh, a lot of Quantic, you know a lot quantum dream games have a lot of typically have odd things about them um i don't i don't think this is that far out of the realm of what i would consider normal for for quantum dream personally
0: fair enough um b- before i move on to go uh, for for the video listeners um, if you see me constantly rubbing my nose this evening, I just kind of gross. I apologize. I have a really bad cold and um, sick. So, and then the audio listeners will probably notice that I sound like I have a head full of snot because I do. So, uh, sorry if uh, if I sound a little funny on the cast this week. Um, having said that, Goat, what did you get to play this week, if anything at all, while you were out on the road?
1: Oh, uh, let's see. I picked up two new mobile games for my phone. One is, um, uh, hold on, check here. Uh, da, 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 da. One is Ignatius, I G N A T I U S. Ignatius. Ignatius? Uh, yes. Okay. And it's a uh, it's a little black and white side scroller kind of um, a puzzler game, kind of like Limbo. It really kind of reminds me of Limbo, but obviously a mobile okay. version of it. So, so uh, it's kind more of... puzzly than action. Yes and no. I mean, it's just like so far you got to collect three pieces of film to get to the portal for the level. We're talking like a mobile game here. It's not like you know, mind-boggling. But um, it looks good. It plays good. Um, I suggest it for Charlie because it's kind of his aesthetic. Okay. Um, and then I was somehow got sucked into animation Throwdown card game. That's random. Is that, the, car- Is that I... the
2: cartoon? Uh, no, the... The, 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 the animated the... characters from Fox. Yeah, Family Guy and yeah. um, Bob's Burgers and all that. Yeah.
1: yeah, and it's a card game, and I don't know how I got sucked into it, but I did, and I'm okay with it because it's quick to kind of... You know, when you got downtime and stuff like that, it it works out really well. And then I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Go, because ironically, like five, four out of the like last five venues we stopped at were Pokestops. <laughs> that works. Yeah, so I could just sit there and farm all day.
0: And caught anything awesome? Anything out of the ordinary? Uh,
1: no, I got a Lumie Alice and stuff like that. I mean, nothing big and exciting. It's more of like you know, I got like five hundred Pokeballs or something like that now. Jesus Christ, what
0: level are you at now? Eighteen. Nice. Yeah, that's where I'm sitting. That's where I stopped.
1: Yeah, I haven't played sure, it in yeah. weeks. So. And then uh, John's gonna laugh because uh, I was supposed to play it before the show, and my 3ds decided to die instead. But uh, I picked up Metroid Prime um, Federation right. Force.
0: Interesting. It, so,
1: how are you liking it? I haven't cracked the plastic yet, so that's gonna be next week because <laughs> I need power. Huh. But just, just so the listeners know, the, the, that review is coming, and I'm, I'm and I'm. I'm doing the Lord's work for you by playing what presumably is going to be probably the worst game with Metroid's name on it.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, okay. I'll, I'll maybe give you that. But people are uh. – I'm hearing it's not It's not as bad as people thought it was yeah. going to be. Yeah.
2: We'll see. Well, we'll see. you know what? Um, Go, you just made me realize I sort of um, – I, well, I, I didn't leave it off because I didn't play it. But um, I, I mentioned last week that I did get a, uh, um, a copy of uh, ReCore. And um, I had that pre-ordered off of Amazon. And um, John, John linked me to a review. Um, John, you remember off the top of your head that reviewer's name on YouTube?
0: Yes, that would be
2: uh, Carrick from Angry Centaur
0: Gaming, uh, okay. which they have recently rebranded to ACG for just because it's easier.
2: Um, okay. Yeah, so, Centaur. so um, if you're interested, check out that review because I thought John, John, and I both thought that it was very, 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 very unbiased, like very just earnest <laughs> in, in his opinions on things. Yeah. Um, um, I. Viewed that review after it was too late to cancel my order. Um, it was it um, was already in the process of being shipped out from Amazon, so I got it and it is sitting on my desk and I haven't cracked the plastic on it yet because my I, I'm I'm a bit torn um, because the the um, you know the review basically kind of if you didn't gather this from what I just said the review basically gave me uh, kind of convinced me to try and cancel my pre order. just it, it put me off enough and it told me that there were enough problems with the game and enough issues with it to 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 not you know to not get it however um uh, aside from the fact that it was too late to cancel it i also discovered that um because of so the way when you pre-order something off of amazon the way that it works is is they will end up charging you even even though i pre-ordered it technically at 39.99 because apparently somebody else at somewhere offered it for sale for 35 $5.99, Five ninety nine, I think it was. Amazon price adjusted needed uh, that to match it. That sucks, man. In addition to that, I got my twenty percent off for being a Prime member. So the game cost me after tax twenty nine ninety seven, which is, I mean,
1: thirty. bucks. So, I mean, you should you should probably play it.
2: You can yeah. get thirty dollars out of it. And, yeah, that, that's that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. I've and, heard
0: that that thirty bucks is a good price point for the game. I think Carrick okay. from Angry Centaur Gaming even said like if it were ten bucks less or fifteen bucks less, it would make a big difference in terms of value.
2: Okay, so so yeah, and and I, that that's sort of the way I was leaning. But goat, since you're gonna take, um, since take since you're hit. gonna since you're gonna take a hit on Federation Force, I'll go ahead and I'll take a hit on Recore. Oh, and, uh, and that give, means I you need to find some middling
0: trash to play this week.
1: You <laughs> <laughs> so we should probably finish game. Mighty Number Nine.
0: Oh, that's well, true. It's true. <laughs> it just it, uh, pisses me off, is what it does. <laughs> Mighty Number Nine, it's irritating.
1: Anyway, yeah.
2: but uh, but yeah, goat. Sorry, I interrupted you. Did you? Um, no, it's fine. Have any, have it. any other
1: thoughts or any other games? No, that's all I, I got time to do today or lately. Uh, it's uh, not. Like I did buy. Not
2: like I've been busy I, or anything.
1: No, but I did. <laughs> I did. We were in. Um, the hell were we? Seattle? No. Vancouver. It was in Vancouver, and uh, maybe yeah. And we. Uh, I bought a copy of Exploding Kittens for the bus. So nice. Oh, nice. So I have a Canadian copy of Uncensored Exploding Kittens. I don't know if that makes a difference or not, but.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but does it feature um, any maple bit.
2: leaves? It's yeah, just a, yeah. it's just a little bit nicer than the American version. Yeah. yeah um. Okay. Cool.
0: Um. So that that moved, that leaves me. Uh. This mm-hmm. week I did I did play a handful of things. I um, I ended up playing a little bit GTA Online. Uh, nothing really new to report there. I I did try a couple heists. I'm terrible at them. Fucking terrible at them. For God's sakes, um, I did uh, play a little bit more of that survival game, The Long Dark. I just I won't play it for a while, and then I'll get this itch to survive. I guess I don't know. Uh, I played that uh, for a little bit. Um, I played uh, Killer Do though? So um, I think like almost 20 days. He's survived oh, for almost 20 days. So which was what the original guy was at before I accidentally uh, killed him. I, I didn't kill him. I I was going to die. If, and once you die, you're dead. Like, it's permadeath for that character, mm-hmm. and you have to start over. Um, I was going to die, and I was trying to think of ways to salvage him, and I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to start over. Um, I, I misjudged, miscalculated, and he was going to freeze to death. It made me very sad.
1: Hey, middle um, popsicle, good job, Doc. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, so I played that. I played, um, I played Battlefield Hardline, actually. Um, I played a, a little bit of it online. So if you guys remember, a long time ago, I played it. The campaign and finished it and i had uh, checked it off from the library because i didn't want to pay 60 dollars for a game i didn't think was going to be worth 60 bucks and it was definitely not worth 60 bucks but i'll tell you what it was worth it was on sale this week for fucking five dollars uh, on xbox live um as a you know games with gold uh discount so i bought the fuck out of that because even just the multiplayer component alone Is worth more than five bucks for me because i play multiplayer games so i played a bunch of that it is really kind of a disappointing game on a multiplayer level though it just feels really unbalanced and a couple of the maps are shit um but hey it's not so shitty that five bucks isn't justify the shittiness of those things um i also ended up um again on another like super duper dump sale ended up buying the season pass for arkham knight because i didn't play any of the like you know any of the, the like expansion content like Batgirl I know you said that Batgirl's expansion was really good Charlie and, yeah uh, my brother said one of the ones that came after a uh, season of infamy I think it's called Nick said it was really fucking good and I think it was like Ten bucks or something I paid. for. Ten bucks is
2: worth it, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, the the, 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 the thirty dollar initial asking price for the season pass for Arkham Knight was not at all worth it. Twenty is would have been fair at launch. Ten is a is a great price now.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I I figured that was a good get, and it was tough. I had to choose between that and the uh, the the download pack character pack for uh, Mortal Kombat that had you know Alien and um, Leatherface and Bo Raicho and um, uh, Triborg and they were the same thing was like 10 bucks it's normally 20 bucks i just had to pick one of the other so i went with i felt like i was gonna get more bang for my buck if i did the ark and you know what's funny i find myself enjoying arkham knight again and actually if you guys remember i was kind of critical of arkham knight because i didn't feel like it lived up to what i hoped it would be but after it's been almost two years since that game came out. After two years of soul-crushing disappointments and half-finished games, that game feels remarkably finished to me compared to everything that's come out since it. And it, it did, I, I'm, this is my re-review, it does deliver on what it promised. At least it gave you what it promised you it was going to give you, even if it's not quite what you thought it was going to be. That's my take on it. Everything has been so goddamn janky since then. But yeah, so uh, that was it. I think I played that. And Killer Instinct, I've been playing Shadow Lords, which is the sort of... I mentioned it last week, but it was was too early for me to really talk about. It's their sort of very thoughtful, like, single-player take on an odd sort of story mode, which feels really strange. I've never played anything like it in a fighting game in terms of... um, in terms of a like a single player fighting game experience that's supposed to be sort of story based, um, there's all kinds of unlockables. You can craft items to use that like modify, give modifiers to your players. Um, but it does have the unfortunate problem of feeling very much like a mobile game that was put into this game in order to get you to spend money in a microtransaction kind of capacity. You don't have to, but you're probably going to need to. And to me, it's unfortunate because it's it's the concepts underneath are better than the sum of its parts when you put it all together. And they've said very extensively they're not done. They're not done. We're balancing. We're working on a lot of things, but it launches. It's supposed to launch in two days. So I can't see what they're going to fix in that time. You know what I mean? Like barely anything at all. Yeah. So uh, that was that was pretty much everything I got to play this week.
2: Well, that's um, it's uh, you know, a pretty pretty decent week for us in terms of being able to get some video gaming in, I guess, especially go with you being on the road and everything. Yeah. Yeah very proud of it uh if that's everything that we played this week i guess john uh, we can move I on to know, it's news. time for the news
0: um all right so uh, this week's this week's roundup of news is going to be a little bit different than last week last week was uh kind of fluffy and light and uh a couple of a couple of odd things in here this week, but a little bit of jolly joy. I also had the option to discuss the possibility of a bunch of people getting fired this week, but I chose not to do that because, goddamn, is it always depressing, and I feel like that happens a lot more than we like to admit that it happens, particularly in this instance it was Disney laying off a bunch of people, um, which I can't imagine why Disney would need to lay anybody off considering they have more money than Jesus but um, that's how it went this week. So, kicking things off at number five this week. Anybody who has a Battle.net account, um, you know, anybody who basically plays World of Warcraft, Diablo, Starcraft, uh, Overwatch, uh, you know, any of those games that, that Blizzard puts out, uh, Battle.net is the kind of handle system for, um, you know, for for their games. You can now change your Battle tag uh, for ten bucks. You want to change your name an infinite number of times. All it's going to cost you is $10 every time you have to do it. I hate it when companies do this. Just let me change the fucking name. It doesn't tax you as a company at all to let me change the name of the fucking account on this, unless you're Sony and you built something in your infrastructure that makes it fucking nigh impossible to change. But, um, I hate this kind of stuff, but I guess it's good to have the option to change it as opposed to being stuck with something that you had 10 years ago that you don't want. Um, how do you guys feel about services like this? Like on Xbox Live, you can pay to to change, you know, your your gamer tag.
2: I, I don't have a problem with it, um, mainly because um, I feel like I, I feel like the this isn't done so much. I mean, like, of course, we're talking about companies that want to make money here, so I'm sure that that's a part of their decision. But I I feel like I appreciate this more from the angle of just not letting people just constantly be changing their gamer tags on a whim. Because I mean, like you know, the, you know, I you know, have absolutely no idea how much or little of an impact it would ha- it would have on Microsoft and um, Battle Nets, you know, databases for you know to constantly have to be accommodating people changing their you know whatever their gamertag is or their their screen name or whatever. Um, no, no clue how much or little. But you know, just just from a I don't know, just just from a user experience standpoint, like every time, like I know people like on Twitter, for example, that change their name on twitter like every other day and it drives me crazy because i never know who i'm talking to
0: steam steam is a lot like that too there are people that i'll go and the only reason i know who they are is because they didn't change the image associated with their account um, right and
2: and as as a user of the service i i find that to be very irritating yeah personally. it gets on my nerves too. so so i look at this more as a more as a you can do it but only if you really want to kind of yeah. a thing you know so to to be clear too that the, I mean their prior policy before
0: implementing this was is that everybody can change their their battle tag once for free okay that's it but that, that's still in place so if you want to change your battle tag once for free you can but any subsequent changes after that are paid I'm wondering you know it's funny i it's making me your your statement of that and the realization that people do that on Steam is making me wonder if that's why they're charging is to discourage people from changing their shit so much that it's obnoxious. You know, maybe less people will be inclined to. I mean, if you're spending ten bucks to change your name, you're probably going to keep it for a while.
2: Yeah, that that that's my take on the matter.
0: Yeah, Go, What are your thoughts on this stuff? You like this stuff? I think don't like this stuff?
1: No, I mean, I think it's the the, the ten dollars is there to um, deter shitheads. Yeah. You know, you go do something, <laughs> you go do something, and then you change your name, and you're like, oh, it's not me, it was somebody else. You know, it's making people accountable. You know, for their name and what they do. So I, I think they should keep it. I. I, I I don't mind. I changed mine once. You know, that, whatever. I have
0: changed my gamertag one time um, and my Steam handle one time and I've had my Steam account for over 10 years at this point, I think. Um, and it went from my my original when I used to play in Digital Mindy, my my handle for it. Actually, my, my PlayStation Network handle is the same because you can't change it. Um, I used to go by... It was like our email address for Digital Mindy. When we were all in Digital Mindy, we would do like digital in our name and then at DigitalMindy.com. So my gamer tag and handles for everything used to be Digital John. And, uh, and I don't you want it. I changed it when I updated it to you know Fallon Flynn, and except for on PlayStation Network, it's still Digital John. Or maybe it's Digital Juno. I don't remember.
2: I think it's Digital Juno. I think it's Digital I think it's Juno. I what I remember from when I added you. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm in the exact same boat as you on that. Like, I have, like, I had a handle I used to use the same handle for everything. And then I sort of just gave up that. And then now I've moved on to having Beam Tech Charlie on everything, except mm-hmm. for, like, the few services, like PlayStation, where I'm not able to change it. And it just bugs me when I go on there. It's just, like, I have to lug it. It's Pug Pro still. It's just
0: like, ah. I had, I used to, there used to be, like, an evolution to my, like, gamer tags and handles and stuff like that. And Juno was always in those things until the movie Juno came out and then like, oh, you named yourself after Ellen page. And I was like, well, it's time to change that. Thanks for fucking ruining. It's the only thing I think in my life I've ever had where it was like some shit came and landed on me. That was our, like I was doing first and then it kind of ruined it for me. You hear people say that shit all the time. It's the only thing I think I've ever had happen to me like that, but I digress. So uh, that was number five for the week. For anybody who might have been looking to change those tags, moving on to number four for the week. Steam dumps developer developer for being hostile to customers. This fucking story is insane. I I just I one of those like can't wrap my fucking head around what's going on in this story stories. So um, a <clears throat> digital homicide is the developer in question here, and they tried to sue a hundred hundred Steam customers for eighteen million dollars. I knew that was going to get you to fucking laugh, Charlie. (laughs) Oh, God. This is already so good. Oh, It it gets worse. Far worse. I I imagine. I have no doubt. (laughs) Fuck. Valve has booted a developer in its game from Steam for being, quote, hostile to Steam customers. Hostile is putting it mildly. Developer Digital Homicide was trying to sue 100 Steam users for around $18 million. The same lawsuit tried to subpoena, effectively force. for anybody to know what subpoena is, Valve for Steam's users' real identity, so they could fucking sue the shit out of them. Digital Homicide felt that it had been the target of a harassment campaign, particularly at the hands of the group Digital Homicide's Poop Games. <laughs> it actually says that in the lawsuit, by the way. <laughs> so anybody who doesn't know, you can you can create groups around a game in Steam, like you can create like little social networks around a game in Steam, and just discuss that game and somebody created the group Digital Homicides Poop Games, (laughs) which makes me fucking laugh. Not long after the lawsuit was filed, Digital Homicides Games disappeared from Steam. Valve spokesperson Doug Lombardi then issued a statement via Tech Raptor that said, Valve has stopped doing business with Digital Homicide for being hostile to Steam customers. It doesn't appear to be a great loss. Digital Homicides Games were reportedly rubbish with names such as Wyatt Derp, (laughs) Derp, (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: that's can we please call the episode title Wyatt Derp this week
2: Uh yes yes we can
0: uh, <laughs> Winged Knights Penetration <laughs> and last but certainly not fucking least not in my crapper <laughs> every one of these would be amazing fucking show titles <laughs> oh boy you know what I have a fucking idea for a lead in too there's our fucking okay. lead in. Today on Gamerhead Radio, find out where Wyatt Derp and the Winged Knights of Winged Knights of Penetration are. Hint? <laughs> not in my crapper. Gamer, Gamerhead, that's gonna be the fucking
2: lead-in. Yes, yes. Please um, please bookmark that. But yes. We
0: will, we will. Uh they're all listed on Digital Homicides Garish website, and it is a fucking super tacky website. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little screen sharing so you guys can see uh what a fucking where is it at? Oh, it's gone. They took it down. Fucking, I looked at it like two hours ago. It's gone. What was it? What was it? Uh, Digital Homicide's website. It's gone. The whole website's down? Yeah, it's it's down. It's down. Um, Popular U.S. game critic Jim Sterling called Digital Homicide's Slaughtering House a contender for worst game of 2014. Digital Homicide struck back at Sterling in March this year by trying to sue him for $10 million for, quote, assault, libel, and slander. (sighs) digital homicide even tried briefly to crowdfund the legal battle against him valve can and presumably will contest the subpoena what the fuck what the fuck is this good god yeah charlie may have found charlie may have found the copy of the 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 link um that we need
2: yeah, I went to it looks like at least I did a just did a Google search to see I was gonna use Google Cache just to look at a previous version of it, but it looks like the URL may have been I don't know if it got changed or what, but I found it looks like I found it, John this is the same site that you saw at Ninja.
0: Yeah, yeah, something happened because this is the site that I was looking at earlier. Yeah, it's basically if you if you look at the fucking website here, I'll do a little screen share. Um, If you look at the website, it's I mean, it's really basic and plain um, to start with, but it's the whole fucking splash page is basically them just raging against everybody that hates their games and asking fucking straight up asking for legal represent to help them with their legal representation up here. Um, How bizarre. And then you can you can buy a bundle of 50 of their games. I got to be honest with you. A part of me feels like it might be there's fucking Wyatt Derp. A part of me almost kind of feels like at 2 and $3 a game that I just want to buy this whole bundle and start reviewing them poorly. Just doing, like, spoof reviews of these games. But, but that would give them money, John. Well, now they're going to try to sue me for $10 million is what's <laughs> going to happen. Um, but, yeah, so there that fucking happened this week. What the hell is wrong with these people, man. <laughs> um, any thoughts on this, gentlemen? Other than that it's insane
2: it's ridiculous that uh, yeah, that that's my thought it, this is a stupid <laughs> yeah.
1: they're getting their five minutes of fame for being ridiculous. We've seen it before yeah. like every two years there's a developer that goes so happy to cash in or whatever, so this is <laughs> <laughs> excuse me I mean at least this one's like aptly titled digital homicide because it's exactly what they're doing.
2: John, John, you left off the important, mo- the most important part of the story. Oh, God, what did I miss? Not only is there Wyatt Derp, but there is also Wyatt Derp 2, Peacekeeper. <laughs> that game got a sequel. I got to tell you, man, somebody must have fucking bought it if it got a sequel. Yikes. I, almost would
0: you, feel like would, I don't want would to you, play any
2: of them except for Wyatt Derp. Which you can buy with PayPal, credit card, or Bitcoin.
0: Oh, <laughs> good God. Um, well, that, let's just move away from this steaming pile of shit. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna I do want to show you guys one more thing though from this story. This is a uh screen cap here of one of their their games just to give you an idea of the caliber project we're working with here. That's high art. That's what that is.
2: Um this is looks like Wolfenstein era graphics here.
0: It does it really does. And
2: so so for the for the audio listeners we're looking at a screen cap of a game called Bloodbath and it looks legitimately like like this game like it looks like it was a wolfenstein 3d skin like the original pre like maybe maybe like
0: 3D. maybe like made in 96 is what i feel yeah you know, is possibly the case it's yeah. not fucking good. terrible not um good. moving on to uh, number 3 for the week um very disappointing to hear this it seems as though uh, with the release of the remasters of the Bioshock games this week, everything ended up being pretty good. Everybody was relatively happy with the changes and, uh, and the upgrade to the game, except for the poor bastards on the PC have been shafted yet again. Um, most people are taking to Steam to complain that the upgrades are minimal if even noticeable at all. And one of the big things, if you watch the trailers for this remaster, it touts is like before and after shots of like, look how much we dress this up and, and improve the, the visuals for the modern age. And I watched a couple of those before and after comparison trailers. and they look fantastic. And for all intents and purposes, that seems to have taken place as promised on the console versions of these games, but not so much on the PC. So to give you an idea of what some of the people are saying about the game, Um, This is as lazy as PC porting gets, folks. uh, Bioshock, Bioshock 2, and Bioshock Infinite have been remastered with all three making their first current-gen console appearances um, earlier this past week. The re-releases for Bioshock and Bioshock 2 came to Windows PC earlier this week as well, a little bit after the console releases. And Steam reviewers have already warned others to heed caution before returning to Rapture. Several issues plagued the remastered editions, according to user comments. Some of those are carried over from the original PC releases, like mouse acceleration and sensitivity problems, and others have to do with texture pop, uh, texturing options, or a lack thereof. "Quoted as saying from one person who gave their opinion on the game, the game looks like Bioshock is pretty much in most regards only, uh, excuse me, the game looks like Bioshock in pretty much most regards only a better lighting and very slight sharper texture pack was implemented." Um, the game looks good with 1080p. When it wants to run well, it does so brilliantly. Problem is, is that it stutters and apparently people have crashes. This person said they only played for 30 minutes, um, you know, and it crashed inside of that time frame. Um, other problems include random difficulty resets. Uh, one person complained that the game won't launch and that the intros cannot be skipped. Although most praise the new textures, there's little else. To top reviewers and the forum users have found to be worth the purchase. Um, you know, the original publisher of this article was Polygon, and they said that they're going to reach out. Um, and actually uh, see if they can get uh, some sort of commentary from 2K. So if anybody uh, if, if anybody updates this, I'll make sure to update uh, everybody on the show here. Um, it, it's worth noting, though, that in a recent interview, uh, original creator Ken Levine said he was not involved with 2K in the developer uh, Blind Squirrels port of the Bioshock trilogy. Um, you know, there seems to be... There seems to be a trend um, that has really developed in the last two or three years where the first-party company subcontracts a third-party company for the PC to do the work for them, and it seems like nine out of ten times, this is always the fucking end result. There's always a disappointing port. It's either half-finished, doesn't work the way it's advertised, or – I mean, there have been a couple of high-profile titles, not – Narcom Knight being one of them recently, where they just said, we're not going to finish it. Sorry, here's your money back. Like, fuck. What is it going to take to get games ported to PC properly? Obviously, games can be developed appropriately for the, the platform. It makes me wonder if console man, uh, developers just don't have the staffing to do that appropriately because who they staff don't work on PC titles. I, I, I would love to know from anybody who works in the development world how big of a discrepancy there is between a console developer and a PC developer. Uh, if there's any at all, I would really love to, to know what that is.
2: Well, I mean, just generally speaking, I mean, you know, when, I mean, you know, this is my best understanding is that, you know, developing for PC is typically is generally considered to be more difficult and complicated because you have an infinite combination of possibilities of hardware to worry about. Yeah. Um, You know, I mean, aside from the fact that, you know, even when you're mixing in the two major, you know, video card options, whether it's ATI or NVIDIA, you know, then, you know, then there's little nuances between, you know, different versions of DirectX and like, you know, just all the different little things that you have to worry about when developing, you know, with developing for PC versus an Xbox One is an Xbox One is an Xbox One, you know, and that, you know, that's basically it, you know, even with these new, more powerful, you know PS4 is Xbox One's coming out I mean it's still it's still the same like it's still the same hardware it's just you know you know a bit, you know a little bit faster you know they don't, so I I don't I don't get the impression that the developers really have to do anything different there and even even then two options is still better than a nearly infinite combination of options on the PC side so um you know, maybe if a maybe if a developer is typically more console focused, like um, you know, like uh, like in this case, I'm I'm guessing is probably the case. Um, I can understand why they would want to involve a company that maybe s- supposedly, at least, purports to be um, specialized um, in being able to be more familiar with the intricacies of dealing with the different you know hardware you know accommodations on PC. Maybe maybe that's why you know one of the bigger um, you know and reasons why. Console games, you know, get these treatments for PC is why they keep going so badly, is, is, is where I get confused. Yeah. Goat, any thoughts on these? Goat actually stepped away to the restroom. Oh, um, oh great. Check your texts. <laughs> oh, I missed it. <laughs> um, but uh, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, um, yeah, no, the, um, you know, the, uh, I mean, so, so here's here's where I'm getting a little bit confused, though. So, John, my understanding from what you're saying is that the um, that the that the, the that the improvements that were promised are present on the console, but are not as good on the PC. Is that what is, is that? That's
0: what it is. It's not that they're not there. It's that the the amount of inconsistencies in in what they're presenting is what a lot of the Steam reviews are saying. And I went and thumbed through some of these just to see um, sort of how drastic people's opinions were and a lot of people pc gamers have a tendency to be very particular anyways because they're used to their their games having a certain level of polish and presentability to them but if you're talking about something like this where it's a port especially of such a beloved series man everybody loves bioshock i know very few people who don't like it unless they just don't like first person shooters or single-player first person shooters um i think people were expecting a little bit more care in the handling of it on the PC. And I think that a lot of PC gamers are getting tired of ports. I, don't, I think there's kind of a the same way that like everybody universally in video games doesn't trust licensed like movie tie in video games. I think PC gamers have the same sort of attitude towards ports of console games specifically beloved or, or well received console games because I think that this is this happens all the time. You know, is is the you get told you're going to get one thing and then you get something else entirely different. And then what you get is kind of less than on on a hardware setup that is far superior to consoles. So what the fuck, I think is kind of the feeling there. And you can see why people want to just kind of stop spending money on that stuff.
2: Do you suppose that there are conspiracy theorists out there that wonder if this is intentional to get people to like game on PC instead of, uh, I'm sorry, to, to game on console instead of PC because console piracy is more difficult? I hadn't
0: considered that actually, but I think that's an interesting question. I honestly, I almost, I almost want to find a way to phrase that into a mailbag question. You know, sure. You know, okay. Coming up, if we can, if we can put a pin in that. Actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a note on this for us to, to do that later. But, um, I think, I think that that's a possibility. Uh, I'd like to think that a company wouldn't spend money on a product that they know is broken might tarnish their reputation just to push people in the other direction but who the fuck knows well yeah but
2: but it would only in this you know we'll avoid getting into this conversation too deep but um just because we want to save that but just to respond to that comment they would only be tarnishing their reputation with the customers that they don't want because they you know if in this in this conspiracy theory anyway
0: Uh, interesting um what the hell (laughs) yeah you missed the whole show um,
1: I step away to take a pee and come back to tinfoil hat radio. <laughs> Who is
0: tinfoil hat radio. Where's so your head, so goat?
2: goat. Now I'm not I'm not saying I think this. I'm just I'm just positing that there probably are people that do. Um, goat oh, yeah. the, uh, the 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 theory is well just the thought that I had was you were talking about um, how. Uh, Ports to PC are constantly being uh, mi- being mishandled, you know. And um, so I want, so I, I pose the question: I wonder if there are conspiracy theorists out there that that think that maybe these that these bad ports to PC are intentional because they want to get people to game on console instead, because console piracy is more difficult.
1: Oh yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, yeah, makes sense, makes so, sense. Just a thought. Yeah, I don't know. yeah,
0: yeah. And, and you miss and
1: it sells more consoles.
0: We we may be we may be um, making that into some form of a mailbag question for next week. Just so you know, since you were uh, since you were relieving your bladder.
1: Yeah, sorry about that. It just All hit right. me, and I was like, I need to go. Yeah, no worries.
0: <laughs> um,
1: so everybody so, yeah. in this ballpark, parking lot just got to see uh, me pee for about twenty minutes. So Woo! cool. We have facilities on the tube.
0: <laughs> right on. Um, moving on to number two for the week, then, um I think this is really fucking cool. Um, anybody who knows um, anything about the uh, the Witcher series outside of just that it's a video game probably knows that it's it's uh, developed by by um, Polish developer CD project Red. <laughs> but what a lot of people don't realize is that the Witcher series is a big deal in Poland. It's like a big point of national pride in poland um the witcher 2 was responsible for for gaining a certain level of capital in poland that made cd project red like damn near a national treasure in poland <laughs> no joke no joke there i mean massively I'm, I'm i'm exaggerating just a smidge but i'm not really fucking exaggerating like they're they can do no wrong in poland um to to the extent where at one point president obama while visiting poland said that you know the witcher witcher was, was in his backlog of games to play let's be clear president obama does not play fucking video games
2: um, <laughs> at least not at least not the, that kind of no, thing. But I mean, he, he, might, he might he might play he might play candy
1: crush but not
2: like this <laughs> he would really
1: I mean, play fucking no no crush. let's let's be honest i think he's probably in the top tier of uh, prison architect <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh you're not wrong that's bleak goat very uh-huh. even for you um, well, the, the reason I mentioned the, the pride, the, the, the big booming pride of Poland versus uh, The Witcher is because um, Poland, Poland has seen fit to put The Witcher on a stamp, uh, you know, a postage stamp in, uh, in Poland. I mean, like in the United States, you see like Elvis on stamps and you see like, you know, usually people from history or people of cultural of relevance culture. in Poland. You get Geralt on a stamp, man. There's a postage stamp now in Poland that features. And normally you see, like I was saying, you see Elvis, you see people of historical reference or, or significance, somebody who's contributed to something in society in the States. But in Poland, you get Geralt of Rivia. And uh, here's an image of uh, of, of the, uh, the stamp so that anybody who's interested can see. It is literally just like an image from the fucking stock art from the game that they smashed up onto a, a postage stamp. I think this is badass. That's pretty cool. I, I mean, would you know, actually buy this just to have it as like a collector's item,
2: honestly. Yeah. Do we know anybody in Poland that can mail us a letter?
0: Well, you can <laughs> – here's, here's an example. You can actually uh, – you can find them on eBay. This guy, however, is selling it for uh, $0.99 cents plus $6.99 shipping. Um, so, I mean, you can buy them. You can get it's them shipped bad. to you. No, it's not terrible. I mean,
1: yeah. No, bucks I, for a, a stamp I, you can't get?
0: This guy has five available, 15 sold, so...
1: um, He's probably a worker I find that, yeah. Or just
2: somebody who lives near a post-office. Yeah, I find that to be completely reasonable. I I mean, they they could be inflating that a lot more if they wanted to.
0: That strikes me as the sort of thing Ah. that's actually worth something as a collector's item later, though, because I don't... Outside of Poland, where are you going to find that? You know what
1: I mean? Yeah, for sure. And it'll double down as a stamp for stamp collectors, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool, man. Very cool. Um... The, the the it's I mean in in act in Poland it's actually being sold for what translates to roughly a dollar fifty five US.
1: Um, What's up, man?
0: So kind of kind of cool, man. I would like to have one of these. I, I'm you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll snag one. We'll see. Yeah. So not not particularly a uh, a news story that's going to. Uh, uh,
2: you know, you could just offer to trade him some Star Trek stamps because those might not be available in Poland.
1: That is yeah. true, maybe. <laughs> and then we never hear about Johnny because in the black market of stamping.
0: That's true. <laughs> Worst fucking rock and roll guy ever. Uh. Like, I, I I collect stamps. Uh. Star Trek stamps, hey Witcher stamps. Uh. I collect them all straight. Um, But yeah, so uh, let's go ahead and move on to number one for the week. Um, I figured that this was going to happen coming up. Um, I figured it was going to take a few weeks for the backlash to start catching up. But now that No Man's Sky is out, and now that No Man's Sky has received decidedly bad reviews, not even mediocre, just bad in most cases, um, the finger-pointing begins. So um, the Sony executive, Shue Yoshida, is uh, saying that Hello Games marketing for No Man's Sky was bad. And he slammed the, the headline saying that they slammed... Um, Hello Games marketing. So the narrative around No Man's Sky has solidified in the five weeks since its release. Many players believe that there were, they were misled by the marketing for the game that developer Hello Games promised more than it delivered with the open world space exploration and survival game. Sho Yoshida, president of Sony's Worldwide Studios, said in an interview with Eurogamer that while he, quote, really enjoyed what he's played of No Man's Sky, he feels for those players, saying, I understand some of the criticisms, especially Sean Murray is getting because he sounded like he was promising more features in the game from day one. Um, It wasn't a great PR strategy, he says. Yoshida said that the massive day one patch for No Man's Sky made him sympathize with Hello Games' efforts to make good on its promises, but he believes that the developer's promotional plan for the game didn't serve them well because of the incredible, unsustainable amount of hype that it built up. Yoshida blamed the situation on Hello Games being an indie team, an indie team that didn't know how to market its game appropriately and should have had a public relations apparatus on hand for guidance. It wasn't a great PR strategy because he didn't have a PR person helping him, and in the end, he is an indie developer, said Yoshida. Of course, Sony did its fair share of hyping up No Man's Sky, which is the part that I particularly cling to, because they are I feel like they're laying a lot more of the blame for this at uh, No Man's Sky, at our uh, Hello Games feet than uh then they probably should be um yoshida noted hello games promising uh, promises of expanding no man's sky with new features and said he's quote looking forward to continuing to play the game some players are fed up however and they have no recourse if they bought no man's sky digitally um try as they might they are not receiving expectations uh to the standard playstation store and steam refund policies from sony or valve um We talked a little bit about whether or not this was Hello Games' fault, Sean Murray's fault, or Sony's fault. Um, Them saying that Hello Games should have had a PR person on hand, I almost kind of feel like that's a cop-out on Sony's behalf. Because you cannot tell me, with the amount of hype and buzz that this game generated, that Sony didn't have a big hand in how it was marketed you can't tell me as the distributor for the game where marketing is primarily done on their side. The developer develops the game. The distributor usually promotes and markets the game. I kind of feel like um, one is just as much to blame for this as the other one. What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, that's... I mean, you're talking about like the right and the left hand here. I mean, like it's, you know, trying trying to blame one for not knowing what the other one is doing. I mean, I don't, I don't think that that's an acceptable excuse in this case. I mean, the marketers are only going to do... Well, I mean, like, the marketers should only be doing what what the, the the developers and the publishers, you know, tell them to market. I mean, like, if you know, if if the marketers went rogue and like, you know, you know, the developers through through their various channels, whether it be, you know, community management or social media posts or whatever, they could have they could have
1: made corrections that they didn't make. So I don't buy it personally. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Go? Yeah, it sounds like, it sounds like it was a failure, instead of Sony. Manning up, taking it—they're saving face by just making the little guy take the fall, and vice versa. Though,
0: how much of this do you all there. believe is Sean Murray? Because everything, almost all of it. Everything that I, I that that he displayed uh, prior to the game's release was that of a fairly humble, um, earnest guy, and a lot of people are saying that 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 was just a a ploy to get you to sympathize with him and buy his game when it came out. Do you guys buy yeah. that, or do you think there was any honesty in
1: his presentation? No, it's probably all. I mean, money makes the world go round. So, I, I never, I never believe that for the, a minute. Like it's just one of those. If I can get a million dollars, or I can get ten dollars, I'm going to do what it takes to get a million dollars first. Way before I get ten dollars. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Charlie? I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm I. I don't I don't think I, I don't think I saw enough um enough of what the, the oh, pyro. Yeah, I got fire on my lap, his nose <laughs> up in frame. Um I don't think I saw enough of the um, of uh, of you know all pretty much everything I heard about him was was third hand mostly on this show from John reading stuff and man you know just various other interactions just yeah. was, I mean I I didn't really have any interest in this game myself to start with so I wasn't following it closely so I don't know I, I'm not in the position to be able to have the best educated opinion but basing just from what I do know um and just 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 my gut feeling on the matter I. I almost feel like it's a little bit of, a little bit of, a and a little bit of B. I feel like he. Really believed that they were going to be able to do these things, and so he was just trusting in his development team and everybody to to pull it off. And so when he when he was saying that you could do these things, that you ended up not being able to do it, it, exactly. Um, I, I don't think he was being disearnest. I think he was just promising something that he wanted to deliver, and then ended up not being able to. That's 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 the gut feeling I have on the matter. See that that's kind of my take. I feel like
0: I feel like he. He just really believed.
2: He just really believed in what he
0: was putting out there, you know? And he did try to preface it. I kind of had a feeling that it was going to be a certain type of mellow because he kept telling people that. Now, don't, you know, don't get carried away before you guys play this game. I want you to understand this is not supposed to be like a fast pace. This is supposed to be a you chill and you explore the planet and it's supposed to be very mellow and... You know, not trying to, like, you know, speed run anything. Like, he was very clear about that and and said it a lot, you know, before the launch of the game. Like, don't expect that kind of game because if that's what you're expecting, you're going to be disappointed and then you're going to be mad at me. And that's exactly what happened anyways. Yeah. The one part of this article I did like, though, was that Shui Yoshida did say that some of it was the unbelievable, unmanageable amount of hype that built up around the game, which we talked about, you know, previously. So, um, I don't know, a little bit of an update. I'm I'm really interested to see what all happens when things reach a point where the dust has settled and Sean Murray can come out and actually kind of opine and give his side of things. Because that's the thing is he's been mum. I mean, he gives updates on Twitter and stuff about the game and, and updates that are coming for the game, but he doesn't he has not discussed the controversy of this game um, that I'm aware of publicly yet. You know, he has not given his opinion or his side of things and that's what i want i really would love to hear what he has to say because i think a lot of the gaps and blanks will be filled in by that yep so, and
1: yeah. then he'll that'll, that'll be when he renounces no man's guy two, the game we promised you
2: <laughs> maybe um yeah i, I feel like it's going to be a year or two before we get a tell-all on this but i'll be very interested know. When that com- when that eventually happens.
0: Oh uh, yeah, it's ha- It's going to happen. Now that we're done with the news for the week, let's go ahead and talk about. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about our feature. So, um, as kind of a spoiler alert from last week, um, we we were going to talk about. Interplay, one of the big news stories that I left out intentionally, which, by the way, Charlie, we are able to answer Songbird's uh, you know, email this week since we uh, saved it from last week. Um,
2: yep.
0: We're going to talk about Interplay. So anybody who's played video games um, and followed video games beyond the last, like, ten years will probably have played at some point in their life an Interplay game. Um, some of the games that I had the most fun playing as a kid that I remember – came from interplay and the reason that we're discussing this this week is because the news story that that was left out last week was about how interplay long defunct interplay is now going to be selling um their stock house of ips they're going to be unloading everything and um they're going to be basically selling everything off to the highest bidder part of what we wanted to discuss during this feature um, is the history of some of those games kind of our memories with some of those games and uh you know what we think would uh, would be the best implementation and use of these IPs and maybe who they should go to um to give you guys an idea of some of the the famous names that you may not even remember or have realized Interplay is in charge of just to name a few alone in the dark the baldurs gate series another world uh, which you know everybody might know as uh, out of this world, um, Bard's Tale, Battle Chess, fucking Battle Chess. Oh my God, I can't even I can't even begin to express how excited I was to play Battle Chess as a kid. I still like Battle Chess. Uh, Carmageddon, the Clay Fighter series, the Descent series, the Earthworm Jim series—probably the thing they're most famous for, I would imagine. Um, that, and they did the the original Fallout games before Bethesda bought the license for it. Um, Heart of Darkness, if you guys remember that, it was a PlayStation game um, that had a sort of side scroller type game, um, had a little boy, uh, and it uh, Lost Vikings, uh, the M.D.K. games, which I think are quietly brilliant and unappreciated in the modern age. Um, the long talked about uh, PlayStation One game Messiah, do you guys remember that? Vaguely, it was like it, it was in every fucking gaming magazine at the time and it was um, supposed to be – it was going to revolutionize the gaming industry, but it took forever to come out, and then it ended up being really bad. Um, Redneck Rampage was another interplay game, uh, and then Wild 9 was a PlayStation 1 game that I remember was was pretty well-reviewed, if I
2: recall correctly.
0: Um, just to name a few. I mean, their list is, is a lot more extensive than that. Um, okay. I, I, I. What what are your guys' memories of this? What are your guys' um,
1: well, well? I, I mean, oh, go ahead, go. Oh, I said well. I mean, the first like ten games you said was pretty much my childhood. I yeah. played every single <laughs> one of them. Beat that. That's what
0: I'm saying. I mean, like uh. we played a lot of these
2: games, man. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I I
2: really enjoyed Mdk. That's oh uh, that's God. that's one of their one of their just like like which which for a game that's that's supposedly short for m- like murder death kill, or something like that yeah um it's uh i mean it was it was actually a really fun like really smart and kind of original game um and um you know it's like a like a over the shoulder third person action game, but it was it was had a lot of interesting things going for it, especially in the design side of things mm-hmm. um uh I played the crap out of um uh descent um Sorry. back in the day descent that was, was a
0: like that was a like proto PC. Like everybody that played PC gaming at that time played Descent. It was like one of those games that you was, like Descent or Wolfenstein or like it was one of those games around that time where if you had a PC you were playing Descent.
2: Yep, and then um, not to mention all of the um, all of the Star Trek games that they produced. Uh, produce. Yeah, mean, they the, had um, that
0: license for a long time.
2: Yeah. yeah. The um, I think it was the 25th anniversary Star Trek game that they put out, which was original series, which is not typically in my bag, but I mean, that was that was a really fun game. I play that game quite a bit, yeah. Um, and then, um, to
0: give you uh, an idea of, of the, the Star Trek li- licenses that they had, it, they had the license from 92 to 2001, so they had the, the, the license for like a decade. Um, and it was Star Trek 25th anniversary, Star Trek Trek judgment rights. Klingon Academy, New Worlds, Starfleet Academy, Chekhov's Lost Missions, uh Starfleet Command, Star uh blah, 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 oh, Starfleet Command 2, Empires at War, Starfleet Command Two, Orion Pirates, and that was the last of their their Star Trek license stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, man. Oh, they they also did a uh movie tie-in water world game.
2: <laughs> well, the... Oh, but not the um not the uh, not the Virtual Boy version. They uh, looks like the one that they did was for Windows DOS and 3DO.
0: Yeah, that's correct.
2: Which okay. side note, the fact that we're listing DOS as a platform here actually makes me really happy.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's I mean, there's a bunch of other games in this list too. At one point, it looks like they had the license for uh, the J.R.R. Tolkien estate for some uh, Lord of the Rings games. Back in 90, 92, and 94. I, I would love to look those up and see what they look like. I can't fathom what the fuck they look like. But I mean, there was a lot of stuff in there. There was one particular game they noted in here that I, I thought was just. I had forgotten the name of um, and, and couldn't believe that it ever existed. Uh, what the fuck was this game called? Um, I don't know. Battle Cruiser 3000 AD. This was a game that touted. The kind of features that no man's sky is talking about now and this game came out in um 98 and i remember being so excited to play this game it was Battle Cruiser millennium i think was the one that i played but it was like you could go from space to ground and it was supposed to be in real time and there were all these amazing things you could do with your ship but it, it was f- terrible it was fucking unplayably bad um they also did Boogerman. If you guys remember Bo- Boogerman. Oh, yeah, Man. So I saw that. <laughs> yeah.
2: There's uh and then two other games on the on their uh in their in their catalog that that stand out to me as games that I played a ton of was um uh the Clay Fighter series. Oh, um, Oh, yeah. Specific, uh, sp- the the original Clay Fighter was a staple at um at uh, at my house whenever we had like a family party for like the, the two years after I got it you know we um our 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 house at that time was a was a common place for Christmas and Easter and um you know and the and parties like that and um and uh, p- the fact that I had Clay Fighter for my Super Nintendo um we, that was all that was basically where we ended up like me and the other the other people there that were my age. Um, it was very, very, very popular. Um, that, and then, um, oh, I just, it was on my list, and I just lost it. Um, oh, The Lost Vikings. Lost I love The Lost yeah.
0: Vikings. Man,
2: that which game was, was so which was, fucking smart. It was which hard. It was, was developed by Blizzard, to be clear, yeah. and published by, um, by uh, uh, Interplay, but still. That um, game also
0: had really good music for its time, too, as yes. I remember it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really well-realized music. Yeah. Um, they need to bring Clay Fighter back. They yes. need to bring Clay Fighter back because Clay Fighter had, and, and I'm going to read the names, but I'm going to screen share to, to show uh, people who are watching the live stream some of these fucking characters. All right, at the top Bad Mr. Frosty, Blue Suede Goo, Bonker, who's a clown, Helga, Ichabod Clay, NBoss, Boss, Taffy, the Blob, and Tiny.
2: And so for for the audio listeners in case you haven't uh, in case you haven't played Clay Fighter um, I mean the style of this game I, I, it was it was you know like like a lot of the fighting games back in this day like the the you know they were um, basically like like the original Mortal Kombat was famous for this also where they um you know they uh, you know they, they actually took photographs um, of of the characters, and they basically digitized those photos and put them in-game. Well, they did this but with stop-motion claymation figures, basically. And um, and so, like, just the look and just the feel of the game just because of how, you know, it wasn't, like, CG characters. It was, like, actual, like, clay figures that they made and then photographed and then digitized and put them in the game for all the animations, which looked great. It had a really unique look about it. it was very cool.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's very cool. Very unique game. Nothing ever quite like it before. They did do a follow-up to it. Um, which was
2: well. They, well, had, two is good. they had two follow follow-ups. So it's they had 92. Clay Fighter. They had the Clay Fighter two, which was on Super Nintendo, came out in ninety five, and then they had Clay Fighter sixty three and a third, which came oh, out yeah. in ninety seven for the Nintendo sixty
0: four. How the fuck um, did I miss that?
2: And then, uh, which was then, um, uh, and then Clay Fighter the sculptor's cut for the N- Nintendo sixty four was a blockbuster video rental exclusive released in nineteen ninety eight. Um,
0: Holy shit!
2: Yeah, which was yeah. Um, oh,
0: I remember sixty-three and a third. Now I'm looking at the cover art for it, and you're right. I do remember this now.
2: <laughs> Man, it's not good. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Which, which, as it happens, apparently a sculptor's cut because it was never sold like in retail. It was only a rental copy. Is apparently very prized as a collector's item, just because. Um, they the did. Only, only way you could get it is by buying used copies from Black a little Plus.
0: early licensing. Um, they had two guest characters. Earthworm Jim and Boogerman.
2: <laughs> we're we're in that yeah. game. I never
0: yep. played it, man. Never played it. Unbelievable.
2: Um, so um, so the question is is with with uh, with interplay, you know, being looking to sell off, you know, a lot of their licenses, at least the up that hasn't already been sold off. Who do you guys think would be the proper people to buy up some of these properties and why? Do you guys have any th- any uh, thoughts right out uh, of the gate?
0: You know what's funny? I'm going to do a quick scan of the list because I feel like there are obvious answers based on the game. Like Alone in the Dark, they tried relaunching that. Atari, I think, now owns the license for it, and they did it a few years ago, and it was really, really um, heavily touted, and you know, it was a big push behind it, and the ideas in it were far better than the execution of those ideas. It was not very good, ultimately. Kind of episodically presented, they they would do like the loading screens were like previously on Alone in the Dark type things, which was kind of ahead of its time, because a lot of games are doing that now. Um neat but i I don't think Atari's the right developer for that I would like to see alone in the dark go to oh what's the fucking name of the the company that developed um oh my brain's not working um bleh, 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 scary fucking game that was the video camera and the green lighting fucking d l c it's called whistleblower outlast yeah that's right <laughs> um let me look up who the developer is for that that's who i would like to see red barrel studio that's who i would like to see that game go to because fucking alone in the dark is terrifying or should be terrifying
2: um yes um that that, that sounds like a good pick the, the first one that comes to my mind is i want um ubisoft to pick up the license to earthworm Jim and hand it over to their ubi art department um yes the, the people that do have been
1: ma- remaking yes. the rayman games yeah, that's a fucking
0: um, no-brainer. That's
1: perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other no-brainer is Bard's Tale goes to uh, Blizzard.
0: Yeah, or Bethesda.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do it like saying. a mobile game. <laughs> but the over-the-top, over-the-top like Dungeon Crawler is like what Bard's Tale is. It should just go to, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, should just go to Blizzard. They, they've um, mastered that.
0: Another world or out of this world, as it was known in these states. I that game is in my like top ten best Super Nintendo games I've ever played. Um was so far ahead of its time. Um graphically and in terms of its it was like a did not hold your hand, fuck you, it's hard kind of a game. <laughs> and I think it was who, Interplay published it, but I think Delphine's software is the one are the ones that developed it. And God they did that in Flashback, if you remember Flashback. Though that one was not published by Interplay, I don't think. Fuck, those games were good, so far ahead of their time. I would love to see Another World go to um, Outside Games, the the ones that uh, or no, was it Outside Games? Um, the guys who developed uh, um, Inside and Limbo.
2: Oh yeah, I could see that. That makes per- uh, that makes perfect sense.
0: Play Dead, Play Dead games. That's who it was. I had to check it out my old memory is not what it used to be. Um, looking at this late this list, um, any of the Baldur's Gate stuff, I feel like you could probably give to Blizzard, and they would they would do it upright, because Baldur's Gate was kind of an online game of its of its time. You know what I mean? Um, developed by Bioware though, so I don't know that they would want to swap that up. I would they would be my next choice, I think. <laughs>
2: I've got kind of a sideways one for you. Um, I want, like, you know, I, I kind of talked a little bit about MDK a bit earlier, and one of the things I liked about it is just it was, like, like, like stylistically and just kind of, like, the world that they were building with, like, the story. Yeah. Um, I, 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 do, I don't – I'm having trouble remembering the details, but what I do remember is that I was just really impressed with just the effort that they put into, like, building this world and this story and everything. Um, I would like Naughty Naughty Dog. To take over Mdk that would be fun. and and make like like a like a like a like you know like a Naughty Dog scale and style you know action game and then you know like they do but have it be in the Mdk universe. I think that would be super interesting.
0: Right on. Yeah, I could see that. I would say either them or based on uh, based on what they did with um fuck what was it? You love this game, Charlie. It's the one that has Andy Circus doing the fucking very green game um action Um, game what's the fucking monkey the main character's name is monkey oh oh enslaved enslaved West. okay um ninja theory ninja theory did that and i would i would like to see a game like that get handed over to them too i think they could do justice i would
2: i would absolutely approve of that yes yeah absolutely um as an alternative yeah as an alternative for bard's tale too um I kind of feel like Rockstar doing Bard's Tale would be would be kind of a more appropriate fit given the tone of that game, mm-hmm. um, just because it's how more more tongue in cheek and uh, I don't know a little bit more adult themed. I think Rockstar could really have some fun with
1: that.
0: All right. that's fair. Goat, do you have any thoughts on any of this stuff?
1: Not really. I mean, you guys are all hitting the same points. I'll be in.
0: right on. Um, so for Clay Fighter, though, just because just because. They handled it so well with Killer Instinct, I would say give it to Iron Galaxy because they did such a brilliant job taking something old and and retaining what made that old thing great, but modernizing it. Technically, I guess all the groundwork was laid by Double Helix, but since Double Helix got folded into Amazon games, I guess it doesn't matter. Either of those two studios uh, seem like they've got their shit on lockdown with fighting games, so yes, please. It'd be fantastic. Um... What about uh what about Descent? Since we all played a bunch of Descent when we were kids, who should be handed a game like that? Would a game like that even work today because it's so bare bones?
2: Well, I mean, obviously they would they would change it up. I feel like I feel like with um like with id software, you know, they they did a pretty good job of kind of revamping and rebirthing Doom. I feel like I feel like they I feel like it could do something interesting with Descent. Yeah. Um is there
0: is there any room left in the world for redneck rampage?
2: <laughs> I think we, I think, I think we may yes. have, I have think we left we, it behind. I think, well, I think, I think we may have passed the point of. Uh, a, a, well, I don't know. I don't that, know. That, no. I'm, I'm on the fence <laughs> there. Maybe Rockstar should take redneck rampage. <laughs>
1: no, okay. I mean, we're, we're really close. All I have to do is call it Tramp Rampage, and we'll be fine.
2: They, I'm
0: pretty sure that there was a cameo. Uh, a Redneck Rampage cameo in Left 4 Dead 2. It's one time, my buddy Keith. Yeah. <laughs> as close as we're going to get anyways. Um, let's see. I mean, really, there's Battle Chess. Yeah, they need to bring that shit back. Said nobody but John.
2: Uh, Bioware should take over Battle Chess.
0: You go, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> good. No, they need to make Battle Chess a fucking VR game. Or once oh, you go okay. into the, the, the part where the, the two little guys battle... I'll never forget the fucking animations and sound for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they <laughs> fucking tip over and die. Like fucking fall on their knees and then face plant. It was so bad. Um I have such I good think EA should get game. battle
1: chess. Who? EA? EA. Then we can have Battle Chess seventeen, eighteen. <laughs> no, they,
0: they sell you each fucking piece on the board. <laughs>
1: We will bring back battle. We will bring battle chest back to the masses, and, and then LBio, they'll, sell, and they'll sell
0: skin animations where, like, yeah. battle Chess yeah, and it's like knights, and then Mongolians, and ninjas, and you know, each uh-huh. one's a DLC pack. Let's not give them any fucking ideas. What am I doing? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible idea. Um, do do you guys do you guys think that any of these games, if if lovingly handled with care, I mean, besides the obvious ones, I mean, Earthworm Jim could find purchase as some sort of a game. I think clay fighters just if it was a clay fighter if it was done well, um, do any of these strike you guys as like if somebody took care of them well being able to become relevant again
1: no
2: I, well, I mean all of them could just depends on how they're handled and how they're reimagined for the you know for, for today you know I think
1: sadly, that, sadly I think it's going to be like a, the only way they can become relevant again is if they do like a, a rare replay kind of thing with them huh.
2: Well, I mean, I don't know i do not about that. I mean like I I think like if you take a game like uh I, I mean if you take a game like like Descent and I don't know, I mean like like you know with with what you know, you 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 keep what it was at its core just in terms of, you know, you're flying around a ship inside, you know, inside a planet or whatever. But I mean just just add add the things that that gamers want out of today. I mean add, you know, obviously you'd have multiplayer, you'd have um you know, um, you know, just a big, a big, you know, maybe just put it on one planet and have it a big open world, or maybe, you know, or or go the opposite direction and have it be the no man's sky approach, where you can, you know, go to any world and you know, drill down and like explore the inside of like all these different planets. I don't know. I just, I, I feel, I feel like, you know, it, there that there's enough in almost everything that we've mentioned here where you could, you know, use its legacy. As sort of the coattails that you get, that that you get like the you know the the you know the 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 marketing and the PR spin started on, and then that'd be enough. And then as long as you take care of the license well and do something interesting with it, I think I think there's potential in any of these. It just there you go, yeah. It just
0: struck me. Give Lost Vikings to Nintendo and let them put their charm into it and some of that ingenuity that they have with level design for a lot of their games. I mean, those games were already brilliantly designed anyways, but just give them a little bit of the nintendo charm make those characters a little more lovable and i think you could totally fucking you know make that a a a game again sure nintendo or i could see even rare yeah oh yeah the one thing is is it would have been lost vikings with a little bit of tweaking and a little bit of modern graphical charm would have been a perfect wii u game if you are using the controller as a supplement to some of the puzzle solving it totally could have been
2: sure oh yeah absolutely absolutely
0: Fucking cool, man. Very neat. Um, I, I would love... It makes me sad that Interplay went away. I would love to know what happened to that company. I'm, I may do a little personal reading into it just to see. Um, I would love to know why they went down. But, man, what a, what a sad thing because going through that list woke my mind up to so many memories from my childhood. And and even, you know, in, in, in my early adulthood that I... God, you know, just so many great hours spent with these games.
2: Yeah, I got a, I got a question for you guys. There's one more game I want to, on this list. I just want to ask you guys about before we move on. Um, by chance, did either one of you play Siberia? That's C Y B E R I A.
0: Yeah, not the S I B E R or S Y or whatever it was.
2: Yeah, no, no. The this pre-rendered is, this, one
0: with a girl in it that looked a lot like Lara
2: Croft. Um, I. N- That's n- the other one. Whatever, whatever that is, no. Um, but no, with Siberia like like cyber? Um.
0: No, um, I don't believe that I did. I I know I recognize the art and the cover for it as I'm looking at it right now, but no, I don't think I ever played it.
2: Okay, okay. Uh, go. Did you play this one at all?
1: No. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. The uh, I I have yet to really to talk to like more than like one or two other people that I've encountered in my travels that that did play this game. This is just a. Um, it was a um i'll just read off of the wikipedia article here siberia is a science fiction action adventure video game originally released for ms-dos in january of 94 and released two years later on the playstation sega saturn and 3do consoles um the idea yeah, yeah, us uh, the um um uh, yeah, well i won't read all this but um yeah it, it, it played like it was it was basically like an on-the-rails shooter for the most part um the um, you know, it, you know, it, you you know, the main character would sometimes be on foot, or would sometimes be playing like this giant, like stealth bomber, like you know, like wing aircraft, or like operating turrets on something, or, or you know, moving back and forth between these different scenes as you went through the story. But um, I know there was just something about that game I just really, really, really liked um they they came out with a, a sequel siberia 2 uh, a couple of years later which was not as good But the original siberia i have i have a lot of fun memories of playing that one I, I don't know why that game struck my it struck me so much as as um as, as as it did but i really enjoyed it so um in in case in case you're a fan of retro gaming and you ever you know see this as being an option for something you could check out um i i i really liked it so yeah whatever um, so uh, unless you
0: guys unless you guys can uh, can think of anything or have anything else to add um, to to our feature this week, I think I think we did a a damn fine job of honoring uh, you know interplay's history this week by kind of discussing some of that stuff. I wish we had more time to talk about it. I could probably go into great length on some of my my thoughts and memories on some of these games.
2: Agreed. Um yeah, nope, so with um with that, I suppose we can move on into our mailbag. So um, our mailbag question this week um, was um, who, uh, you know, last week we talked a little bit about um, um, uh, Mario Run and um, we, we posed the question of as, what do you think would be the correct price for Mario Run? And um, also what other games do you think would make good um, um, uh, good mobile game ports? Uh, Dan Hlocki responded and said, um, first of all, the price should be free because there's probably going to be microtransactions for in-game <laughs> skins, energy, and whatever else. Um, and from what we've seen with, um, with Pokemon Go, I, I I do think that that model is, works rather well for Nintendo. Um, I, as much as I hate to say it, I could see that being the case. I would rather it be a one-time buy and done kind of a thing, which is more traditional for Nintendo, but well money. So, you know. Um And then he said, uh, as far as a game that would be good on mobile, uh, Metroid Pinball, come on, she can roll into a ball. Well, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I think uh, I think a mobile version of uh, of, of a Metroid Pinball game uh, Well, would make a lot of sense, um, logistically. Uh, but yeah, and then we have a Songbird email. Songbird says, uh, mailbag answer. Um, I don't know. Maybe five or ten dollars max, as far as with the price. Um, it can't be worth much considering you're just tapping a screen compared to a full-fledged game. Hopefully, Nintendo will give us incentives for purchasing it. Uh, a game I would like to see, and what better market than here? Is a tower defense game where you command Toads to protect a castle from invading Koopas. You know, since that'll never happen in the main series of Mario games. Uh, <laughs> I, I love that idea. Actually, I would, I would almost certainly play that. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd play it. Yeah, um, another game I could see happening is either Star Fox or Kid Icarus in the style of r Type. Okay, um, yeah, all perfectly good ideas. Um, would you why, go, would
0: why does Nintendo not employ you, Songbird? Why do you not work there? <laughs> you should really fucking go work there, kick their door in, and be like, "I'm here."
2: Um, I, aside, for, aside from that, if she did. Um, I, 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 let me start that sentence over uh i i almost wonder if she does work there however if she did i don't think she would be posting these things probably, no, 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 probably not. um but uh but uh, yeah nintendo if you're listening um you maybe maybe get in contact with her yeah um, suffice
0: it to say songbird your ideas are good enough to work for nintendo
2: yes yeah, yeah absolutely um Songbird dinners um, cont- 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 that that wasn't the word
0: turners <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> songbird continues uh, here the hear Mr. Miyamoto has unintentionally announced a challenge to all who plan on purchasing Super Mario Run as proclaimed you can play said game with only uh, with, uh, with only one hand while giving the other hand the freedom of which the owner so desires it shall go like this what do you think is the most complicated task you can perform while playing Super Mario Run okay. um, eating Taco Bell I think is up there um at least cleanly eating taco Bell without spilling all over yourself uh, i should i should clarify um uh spinning a plate on the end of a stick i oh mean <laughs> um john what do you got
0: uh, um i have a tendency to I, i'm i'm i wish i weren't but i'm a multitask person when it comes yes. to when i'm playing games like when a load screen comes up like i'll up my phone and check my email or you know do i'm working on something else while i'm fucking playing games i can never just sit still and play something yeah i hate that i hate it about myself it makes me fucking insane i don't i've not been able to buck the habit i don't know why so i'm gonna say probably <laughs> probably playing mario run and and um on the computer checking fucking facebook or like <laughs> probably something stupid like that like writing typing out like hunt and peck typing out, you know, like email responses or, or like Facebook Messenger responses to people while I'm while I'm in the middle of playing uh, Mario Run. That's that's probably the best thing to do. I should have said something impressive like I i knit a fucking town full of sweaters for children while I was with the <laughs> other hand. It's
2: I think other. I think knitting one-handed. I, I'm not gonna say it's impossible because there's probably somebody that's done it, but um, that, 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 that 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 does sound relatively difficult, if well, not impossible.
0: Yeah, well, that's why you use this hand to knit and your left foot to do the other half of the work.
2: Ah, yes, yes. You got to uh, think
0: big, Charlie.
2: That's true, yeah. Songbird. You you did not quantify whether or not we could use our feet or mouths in, to aid in whatever task we're doing with our one hand. So, yeah. uh, John has exploited a loophole in your question. Loophole.
1: <laughs> um, Goat, what you got? Uh, sexual favors.
0: Waiting <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> in the wings like a fucking sniper. So cool, so calm, so collected. You know what's sad? I don't think he sat there and contemplated that. I think it just came to him. It just it had to be. That was well done, man.
2: I'm <laughs> of, uh, that was that i mean for con- no, okay. <laughs> so so taking your answer seriously here for a second i do have to debate it a little bit because um <laughs> you
0: taking it seriously
2: uh, um because
1: Did you say you have debated I, I
2: i i do have to, I, I do have to say that um performing sexual favors one-handed is something that i have accomplished and i do think that there are more difficult ta- one-handed tasks out there oh. that um that, uh, that, that, that as options. So. One of
0: the very rare and brief instances in which we get into a, a glimpse into the filthy mind of Charlie Worthley. Uh-huh. The usually very private filthy mind of Charlie Worthley. Well done, ladies.
2: I am a human being, thank Maybe. you. That's true. <laughs> Believe okay. it or not. Charlie has um, needs. Um, I, I also would like to supplement my answer and add in, uh, I, I, mean, I, I mean, so taking the question as word of what is something very difficult to do one handed while playing uh, you know, Mario run in your other hand, um, brain surgery, I will submit as being a good uh, g-
0: guitar surgery. playing.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you no, know, but that might be impossible. I don't, well, again, feet though, I suppose feet. No, nah,
0: man. So. If you've ever seen anybody who, who does like uh what's his name? Jason Mongrain or I think is his name. Something Mongrain, Eric Mongrain. He, he, he taps, uh he lays a guitar flat oh sure okay like a steel guitar would be and he taps along the fretboard and then kind of mutes the strings with his hand as he plays it's possible it can be done not by me because i'm a hack (laughs) but you know it can be done
2: okay um don't know where to go from there um uh i suppose the songwriter's next question is where we'll go from there um so uh, Songbird asks, uh, can I has cheeseburger? Uh, in honor of National Cheeseburger Day, you must come up with various themes of the cheeseburger in relation to some of Interplay's IPs. What are they called and is uh, the build of, uh, what are they called and what is the build of the cheeseburger? Um, and she suggests if you need some imp- inspiration, look up Pokemon Burger, which I have done. And um, I will hopefully, hopefully my hangouts will cooperate with me today and not uh, have, a, have a conniption, but I'm going to attempt to screen share here. And, um, Pokemon Burger! Theros are adorable. For fuck's sakes. So, for the audio listeners, we have a Pikachu Burger and a uh, Charizard Burger and a Squirtle Burger, which are all actually very good-looking burgers, except for the fact that their buns are colored like their characters. That
0: Charizard Burger's face is screaming, please kill me. (laughs) Jesus. Jesus.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, um... So, uh, oh, that's adorable. That That one's pretty cute. This is basically a normal burger, like, just with a little bit of um, probably, like, ketchup or something, like, like burned, kind of like, you know, like, like you know, like burn a piece, like, an image into a piece of toast kind of a thing. I, I think that's the Pikachu face here. And then, like, uh, tortilla chips, like, wedges of tortilla chips with blackened tips for his ears. I think it, that's, that's, I, that's, that's actually better. pretty cute there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so, uh, video game-themed um, burgers uh, based off of Interplay IPs, and what is the burger made of? um who wants to start um earthworm gym it's it's
0: a um it's it's a burger that's made up out of ground earthworms you you grind up the earthworms pack it together into a patty fry it up uh eat it um think about your life choices that's the fucking that's the burger man okay i'm going to
2: uh, I'm i'm gonna pull an executive decision here and say that all further entries must be edible Okay. You can eat <laughs> worms?
0: Worms are edible.
2: I mean, I, uh, yeah. and, and desirable. Not that bad. Well,
0: that's that's a matter of cultural nomenclature, Charlie, and you know,
2: Jonathan.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> way better than what I had.
0: He used my full name. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> um, well, you
0: kind of fucked up my other option. Then go ahead, go.
1: Uh, I was going to do the descent uh, burger, where it's a normal burger but it's dipped in x Last, so you have to descend later.
2: That sounds like more the, the the escape than the descent. <laughs> um, the clay fighter, which is literally
0: just a hunk of clay on a fucking set of buns.
2: <laughs> you guys are not following the spirit of Songbirds question. I,
0: I feel like we are perfectly following the
1: spirit of Songbirds. <laughs> no, I think she's question. looking for Bob's Burgers kind of puntery.
0: Bob, Bob's Burgers? Okay. Um, okay, then in, instead of the earthworm gym being, although I do stand by that that is a meat product and you could fucking compound that into a patty, instead of doing that Make it a fucking make it a a, a a medium, either rare or medium cooked burger, um, and just top it with worms. That's it. Just put it on top of the fucking patty between the bun. That's that's the alternative. John, don't John. don't you judge me, Charlie.
2: Judgment is happening. You were being don't, don't don't knock it until you've tried it. Um, I'm not gonna try it. Uh, I. Uh, To knock it, because I will not try it. Um, I'm going to go with the Lost Vikings. Um, So, um, with um, using, um, uh, let's see, um, using um, a a croissant, um, uh, yeah, like a dinner croissant. It'll you know cut in half. Um, those, of course, make the more make the horns on the top of the bun, and um, um, so uh, and uh, for for and uh, you know Vikings are are uh, So It would be like a, it would be a Euro burger basically. Um, it's Greek. Good times. Uh, yeah, it's same general area. I know it's not, not
1: Norse. Yeah, or, that's know, like but, saying like Chicago and the Bronx are next door to each other. That's <laughs>
2: not at all what I'm saying. I, mean, I don't know what Norse people eat. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Ludifus burger, Ben. Is that better? Is that what you wanted me to say? Uh, yeah, that'll work.
0: All right, uh, here you go. I got one for you. The Redneck Rampage. Whatever the fuck they scooped up out of the street, that's the burger patty. Whatever oh, it, <laughs>
1: roadkill. It's going road it's it's to be beer battered and uh, passion ribbon.
0: There you go. All right. Beer battered is good. So it's a way to cover up the taste of whatever the fuck it was.
1: You know, whatever. See, my problem is I, I don't buy this crap. Like, I'm the first person who walks in and goes, Oh, look at that. That's $12 of useless crap for your little, like, uh, gimmick burger. I'm like, just give me a burger and cheese and let me get out of my way. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Um, um, I, I really, I want to I want to try and discuss the Boogerman burger, but I feel like it's too easy.
1: Oh, wait, that's easy. As... Yo, John, John, Boogerman burger is simple. It's just... uh. Uh, regular bun, uh, meat, guacamole with tortilla chips.
0: <laughs> that's actually, that sounds delicious. Yeah. I would like to get that right now.
2: Yeah. Um, the, the alone in the dark burger where you have to wear a blindfold while you eat it and um, you have no idea what's on it.
1: Yeah, Spoiler a of it's either the
0: earthworm jam of... or the redneck rampage.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or it's the, uh, the horse and cat combo.
0: That's it. That's the fucking... That's the catch if you do the Alone in the Dark. You're going to get one yeah. of those two burgers.
2: Um, Songbird, I apologize that this does not go as you planned, but... Um... Don't you apologize
0: for me. I, I stand by my answers. These are quality products we're producing here, Charlie.
1: We, we are a bit... like I'm, I'm a little messed up on allergies. Charlie's having a bad day. John's pissed at Comcast. So we're a little bit of our imaginary element. Fucking come
0: Comcast. With.
2: So Amber, we appreciate you and all everybody else that responded to our mailbag this week. Uh, that includes Dan who specifically asked what the question was in face uh, in, in the players club, because we forgot to post it. Otherwise, yes, uh, whatever. which reminds me,
0: we've had a couple of those instances where we have gotten so busy with our, our weekly lives that we have forgotten to post mailbag. I, at the beginning of this show, set a recurring weekly alarm on my phone to go off to say, let's do mailbag so that we don't forget because we always have so much fun answering everybody's responses. Not to mention songbird uh, always takes uh, time out of her schedule to come up with these brilliant fucking questions uh, based on the mailbag. And we kind of leave her out in the cold sometimes as we, as we learned today when she emailed us and was just like, where's the fucking mailbag? Um, not quite like that at all, but you know,
2: no, um, it, was, it was in all caps. It was pretty much like that. Oh, she,
0: <laughs> she, she yelled at us. So
2: yeah, yeah we, we, got, we got scolded. That's okay. And deservedly so. so we deserve
0: right. it. We deserve it.
2: Um, but so, but thank you to everybody. Um, and of that's course, great. everybody that's participating in the chat room as we've been going here. Um, um, actually, yeah. Uh, uh, so Darcy, things.
0: Mark, and Dustin have all been contributing this evening, kindly yeah. enough.
2: And then, um, and uh, Dustin uh, suge- as a matter of fact, suggested the alternative for your Burger John that they be gummy worms instead of actual worms. Which I'm actually not. Like, I'm not like, actually not sure that would be better, to be honest.
0: I feel like we would um, be selling our customers a lie. You know, <sighs> I can geez. get a just a mouthful of hey, dirt covered truth. Judge,
1: yes. it's a simple solution to this. When they order it, just tell them that there's no digital refunds, and you'll be fine.
0: That's right. It's true. That's that's the no man's sky burger. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no man's fry. Uh,
1: <laughs> so with that,
2: ah, um, uh, geez, good lord. So go where? Uh, what? What? Uh, what? What excitement do you have coming up in your next week?
1: Uh, I'm on tour.
2: Right. <laughs> uh, any any particularly interesting stops on your calendar? I have no idea
0: oh okay it all becomes <laughs> like a I, I, big long blur when you're
2: out there like, it doesn't, like I, I it don't doesn't my, matter where you're going to be tomorrow you only care about where you are today that sort of a thing
1: yeah i don't have days of the week i have cities of the week now because oh. well yeah i get up i go to work i come home i get up and go to work it's just yeah <laughs> okay that's fair. It's a weird world
2: um okay john how about you um let's see
0: i got a bunch of shit going on this week so um i ended up had had a big snafu with school where i ended up not being able to take the courses that i wanted to and i'm i'm actually taking a late registration course which does not start until this week so i'm actually starting school like 3 weeks late which is good because then that means the semester will end sooner um so i got that going on um i'm going to be i'm going to be spending some time doing some villain related stuff um some not usual villain related stuff involving uh tablature and the possible Eventual, maybe one fucking day, completion of like tablature books um, and music books for sale at some point. Um, so I'm going to work on that a little bit. Um, and then um, that, that's really, I mean, honestly, I, I'm going to be on vacation next week for the first time in almost three years. This will be the first time in almost three years I have not taken time off that was either not for um, Vs for Villains, uh, GamerHead Radio, or school. Um, so I, I am so fucking excited for a vacation. Uh, my one year anniversary, like marriage anniversary is also next weekend to next Sunday. (laughs) Um, so yeah, that's everything I got coming up. Um, shortly. I do, I do need to throw a little shout out, um, out though. Um, you know, our, our friend and listener, Dustin Falconer, um, who's been chatting with us this evening in here and often opines in the mailbag as Gareth Redfield, um, he's a he's a VS villains fan. He was at the show last night. He was nice enough to bring his copy of Cards Against Humanity to Bottom Lounge where about I'd say about 6 or 7 of us sat there for like an hour and a half man last night and just played Cards Against Humanity after the show and had a fucking blast. So thanks for bringing that out and uh you know bringing villains fans together to have a good laugh man. That was a good time. Thank you. Um but yeah, that that's everything I got for this week. Charlie, what about yourself?
2: Well, um, Ciderfest, We are in the midst of announcing our community guests. Uh, last week, we announced uh, AC Race Best, Saber Spark, and Paleo Sternoth, uh, which were, were three staples of uh, of uh, Ponycons, um, you know, relatively fa- in, in these circles, uh, famous YouTubers, and um, just really great guys, really really fun to be around. They do like um, like a Who's Line, you know, like Whose Line is it anyway? Um, kind of kind of a panel. And um, that's, that's always just an absolute riot. These guys are hilarious. I, I, I would be sad if we ever had a con that they could not come to. Um, and then uh, next week we'll be announcing um, a bevy of additional community guests um, and uh, as well as our schedule should be coming out. Um, uh, just as soon as we notify panelists that they've been accepted and um, just to uh, have them come back and say, yes, I still want to do it. You know, just because you know, some of these panels were submitted months ago. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it's uh, just like I'm saying every week now things with Ciderfest are moving along. Um kind of kind of a couple things I want to mention uh kind of pseudo programming notes um the uh the um uh, Gamerhead Radio we 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 are anticipating that we will be um at Conalt delete um we submitted the panel application for that and um, we um, the, the their their panel application basically says uh, just assume that your panel is going to be accepted, which implies that they've got more than enough room for however many applications that they that they uh, that they uh, anticipate that they're going to get. So um, if anybody is considering whether or not you're going to come to Conalt Delete, and um, um, I believe it's mid December um, at the, the at the Hyatt O'Hare um, uh, in uh, in uh, Rosemont. Um, uh, you just you know in case it sways your d- decision one way or the other. Uh, gamerhead radio, we are anticipating that we're gonna be there recording live, um, which is will be right around it'll be like episode like one ninety eight or one ninety nine one uh, ninety nine I think so it'll be uh, it'll be right around episode number two hundred, which is of of course very exciting for us to have made it this far. Um, but yeah, uh, if, if you recall, I
0: can't believe that this much time will have passed by that point, but if you recall, ConAltDelete delete last year. Uh, I think it was the last live show we did until um, until we did uh, your con with uh, Big Jim Miller and uh, you know Jen um, in April. But prior to that, that was the show we did with uh, you know Mr. Uh, Christopher Sabat, you know of, of Dragon Ball Z fame
2: mm-hmm. at um, um, at uh, Anime Apocalypse.
0: Was that Apocalypse? Yes. Fuck that was an Apocalypse. Jesus yes. Christ. Um,
2: but crazy. yeah, no. I believe it's um uh, uh, I believe it's actually December seventeenth. Um, uh, 16th through 18th, I think it's kind out the lead. Um, if I remember correctly, um, maybe, maybe, maybe ninth through the 11th, but, um, uh, I, I gotta double check, but, uh, but yeah, whenever it is, um, if you're planning on coming, uh, hopefully look forward to seeing us there. Um, and then aside from that, the other, uh, uh, potential thing is, um, uh, with, um, you know, as you guys know, Goat is on tour and, um, uh, yeah, D- Dustin's confirmed 16th through 18th. So thank you for that, Dustin. Um, uh, you better be right on that. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, obviously with Go being on tour, um, you know, there's uh, there's always a mild possibility he may not be able to make it just in case, um, you know, you know, various tour-y reasons. Um, if anybody um, listened to the show and ever been interested in being a guest host for whatever reason, um, we, uh, you know, we, we, we won't be able to accommodate everyone that's interested but by all means let us know that you are interested and why you know if um you know if you if you are one of these people and um, you probably know one of us on social media so just get in contact with us or you can uh, contact Gamerhead radio through our normal means which i always end the show with um and just um yeah if you think like maybe you're uh, maybe you're uh you know especially if, especially if you have any relation to the video game industry you know if you um you know are in a position where you can talk about what you do or maybe something you have coming up that you want to talk about or if you have a friend that you want to maybe see if you can get them on the show to talk about what they do or if they have something coming up if they can um, let us know cuz we'd like to kind of reach out and um you know bring some uh, bring some other people on you know kind of mix it up and get some other people on here to kind of chat about video games um so uh yeah just just let us know you know probably won't be able to uh, you know be able to accept and accommodate everyone but um but yeah just um see if we can mix it up a bit maybe we'll goats out of town yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um. But uh, with uh for next week. Um. So what do we say our mailbag question was going to be? I, the, I the, the, the conspiracy chat, but, theory uh, PC
0: port. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. So 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 tell me how you guys like this phrasing. So for next. So the mailbag question is going to be um. Um. Do you think that? Do you, Do you believe that there is any chance that um that that developers or publishers could have any uh, enough reason to intentionally, intentionally undermine their PC port offerings in order to get people over on console, for any reason, but more specific, but most specifically because um, you uh, because pirating on consoles is is more difficult, uh, you know, uh, arguably more difficult. Um, well, I'll we will we'll word that better, and when we put it up on online, but if you guys have been listening to the show, you probably get the gist of the question. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, we'll sort of examine that and kind of see what we think next week. Um, sound good to you guys? Yeah, sure. absolutely. Okay, awesome. Um, and so I think that's everything, right? I don't know why I'm having trouble being confident that we've covered all of our bases. Like you I think know, we got
0: it, man. I think that's I think it. That's, 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 that's the show.
2: All right. So, with that being said, if you've liked what you heard, you can find us at gamerheadradio.com, at facebook.com backslash gamerheadradio, at google.com backslash plus gamerhead radio, or on Twitter at gamerheadradio, where I am at TK Charlie. Goat is at Sir Goatsworth. You can't see his lower third, but it's there, trust me. And uh, John is at the Fallon Flynn. Um, Also follow Goat's Tour Antics on Instagram, same screen name there. Um, I think uh, uh,
1: yeah. Snapchat's been where I've been throwing them.
2: Oh, oh, you're, oh, you're doing the Snapchat thing now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I I've never touched Snapchat. I don't know anything oh. about it. Uh, is it same same thing? Just you look you up by Sir Goatsworth on there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's shit.
0: Um, <laughs> what's that? It's shit. Snapchat is such shit. Snapchat
2: yeah. is shit. Okay. Oh, I love Snapchat. Just my
0: opinion. I fucking hate Snapchat.
2: It's a piece of shit. <laughs> I, I just don't get it personally. Um, but uh, anywho, um, uh, email us at editors at gamerheadradio.com or please call us and leave us a voicemail at nine four nine two six gamer. Uh, if you are on the Google Play platform uh, on the Android devices, you can download the official Google, uh, the official GamerHead Radio app from the Google Play Store, or you can subscribe on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, um, you uh, YouTube, of course, uh, where you can find our video versions recorded live uh, typically every week at 8 p.m. on Sunday evenings at 8 p.m. Central, um, or with your various podcast downloaders of choice. If you ever find anything that you can't find us on, please let us know so we can correct that. Um With all that being said, this has been episode 186 of GamerHead Radio. Uh John is frozen. His internet uh, may have just gone down again.
1: So, uh, uh, you know it's funny. Huh? I laugh hard, I laugh even harder because I'm on a phone and have more stable <laughs> internet than he does.
2: Uh yeah. Yeah, I do believe that John's internet just just just
1: yeah. just just uh, and Here a- I am literally sitting in a tin tube in the middle of a mall parking lot in Boise. Oh, and that's great to go. He's back. All right. Okay. All
0: right. There's a little hiccup in my internet connection. Didn't mean to scare uh-huh. the shit out of you guys.
1: No problem. Um, so go ahead. I, go you, ahead and, I wish go it would have
0: cut in. What's that? I said I wish it would have cut in about five seconds before it actually did kick back in, which which you would have seen me going, motherfucker,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: fucking Xfinity, goddamn Comcast. So um,
2: for the audio, go ahead and just restart your thought there. For the audio, what I was saying is is that. Uh, uh, oh, and John, John John okay John's currently uh, experiencing either the world's longest sneeze buildup um, uh-huh. with, with how his frame is frozen or 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 his internet is um is uh, giving him issues yet again um so uh hopefully he'll recover here in just another second.
1: Hey, all I'm saying is this is helping Verizon out.
2: <laughs> yeah, you might want to contact Verizon about maybe uh, maybe that maybe um them sponsoring us <laughs> because well, I mean this would be a very good advertisement for them right now.